This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. This is uh, Jang Zapale from Jalalabad of Afghanistan. Everywhere are Taliban. We saw lots of Taliban in the city and the markets are closed. No one is going outside and everyone is thinking about their future and they are afraid what will happen. Uh, my daughter said to me please daddy let leave afghanistan i cannot wear uh, hijab i cannot wear burqa taliban want to force us to uh, get us to wear burqa jangza pale means victim of war he doesn't want to give us his real name fearing he will be persecuted by the taliban who have taken over afghanistan The brave Jangzapale in Jalalabad is a teacher who like millions of Afghans is waiting for Taliban's orders that will alter their fate. He told us he feels abandoned and questions why the global powers are silent. Uh, yeah we d- we didn't expect that they will come so fast uh, but uh, uh, as uh, our president said that uh, i did not want uh, to be war people are happy that uh, it happened peacefully but they are upset uh, no one can tolerate uh, taliban uh, i don't know why the world is silent why the human rights is silent and why uh, no one showed any reaction How are you and your family doing? Have you all taken shelter somewhere? No, we are home. Uh, we are home. Just uh, our family said, don't go outside. Don't take your car outside. Just be careful. We, uh, we do not go outside. The Talibanis who have entered uh, your cities, have they already started issuing orders? Yeah, uh, Taliban are confused themselves. Uh, they did. They did not expect that they will come uh, to Afghanistan, enter to Afghanistan easily, and uh, lots of them are very youngster. When they face with us, uh, like educated people, they become under pressure. They cannot talk even in front of us, but they, they can. they can talk by force by uh, that they have gun that they have weapons that so they are not stable once they get stable so they will uh, bring uh, sharia law how are you all keeping your morale up what are you telling your family members your children how do you keep them occupied in days like this Yeah, in these days, uh, my sister is also calling. My mother is also calling. My father, he said that be careful, don't share something uh, in Facebook against Taliban. They will kill you or they will do like. So everyone is frustrated and they do not want us uh, to be against Taliban. I'm praying for God that please bring peace to Afghanistan bring peace to Afghanistan now I'm 34 year old and we haven't seen peace in in 34 years sometimes I say I wish I would have died not to see Taliban Hello Yes it's reconnecting Hello Taliban the feared group which wreaked havoc across afghanistan in the 90s with their rigid diktats 
became the focus point of the world in the wake of the September 11 World Trade Center attacks in New York in 2011. Hi, babe. That Taliban is back. Over the last few days, the world watched in horror as U.S. troops left the Afghan soil following President Joe Biden's return orders. And parallelly, the Taliban forces took over the country once again. Afghans are thronging to Kabul's airport, desperate to get on planes and leave the country at any cost. by Islam hardliners without the support of US military the government has collapsed the president has fled the country leaving millions to bear with the crisis and now kabul streets are patrolled by taliban fighters there is fear confusion and anger as the sun rises on tuesday morning in kabul and now so many questions about how the taliban was able to take over the entire country and this quickly stunning scenes at Kabul's airport today residents so desperate to leave they are risking it all including their lives in some cases millions of afghans are trying to flee their country and some will seek shelter in india which is about 1800 kilometers away from afghanistan Will Jangsapalli be one of them? What will be India's diplomatic, military, economic stance in the subcontinent now with the Taliban-led government in the neighborhood along with the Pakistan and China? I'm Devina Sengupta and you're listening to the Morning Brief. To understand a new set of challenges in front of India, I spoke to Pranab Dal Samanta, who, along with his team, has been tracking developments in Afghanistan and its fallout in India for the Economic Times. Thank you for being with us on the Morning Brief, Pranab. This is a big geopolitical crisis right now, and what is India's next step in its relations with Afghanistan? See, there are there are two aspects to your question. Uh, one are uh, people in Afghanistan. I think that's a very important aspect because, unfortunately, we all remember the place, but not the people. And the people uh, uh, are essentially who will they suffer the most. They will become refugees overnight. We are seeing of heart wrenching stories pouring out from all directions. So. Uh, so from that perspective it is a humanitarian disaster for the entire world and i'm sure that india will uh, open its arms to afghans who are fleeing to india to the extent possible uh, now uh, we have given long term visas to the minority communities over there in the past uh, there are a lot of afghans who are staying here but uh, in the last few days and weeks we have seen that number swell many of them usually come for medical treatment studies go back but now you will have to accommodate them a lot of the refugee uh, crisis may move to central asian neighbors like tajikistan uzbekistan iran iran might allow them to even press ahead and go towards turkey 
So you you are seeing a refugee crisis of a of, of a proportion where one country's policy is not going to determine the course of action. The larger refugee question will have to be addressed at a global scale. As far as the other second aspect about the policy angle is concerned, I think it's 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 a bit too early to say because it'll all deter, uh, be determined by the way uh, uh, the kind of new government shapes up in Kabul. But as of now, I think we should watch the UN space. At the end of the day, the big political question is, will you give legitimacy to a Taliban-led government, which has frankly come there by use of force? You mentioned an interesting point that it all depends about how much of legitimacy, if at all, would countries like India uh, give to the Taliban-led regime out there. We had not uh, given uh, or accepted the Taliban regime earlier as well. And uh, this comes at a time when China has given its nod to the regime and Pakistan as well. I mean, we heard their Prime Minister Imran Khan say that they are okay with the Taliban-led government. जब आप ज़ेनी गुलाम बनते हैं, तो ये याद रखें, असल गुलामी से ज़्यादा बुरी ज़ेनी गुलामी है। ज़ेनी गुलामी की ज़ंजीरें तोड़ना ज़्यादा मुश्किल होता है, जो अभी अफ़गानिस्तान में गुलामी की ज़ंजीरें तो तोड़ दी उन्होंने, लेकिन जो ज़ेनी गुलामी की ज़ंजी Afghan Taliban have repeatedly expressed their hope to develop good relations with China, that they look forward to China's participation in the reconstruction and development of Afghanistan. And we will never allow any forces to use Afghan territory to endanger China. We welcome this. Absolutely. I mean, uh, India is in a very difficult spot because... Uh, you see, the the Pakistanis also would want to have the Americans on board. So, uh, uh, but the one country which no the Pakistanis don't want in the picture is India. I'm certain the Chinese also wouldn't want India in the picture either. So even if, and I know for a fact that we may have uh, developed certain assets in, uh, in 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 Afghanistan and access. To, uh, members who may be part of the new government, but they will be under constant pressure from Pakistan not to do business with India. When you mentioned trade, way past we used to have the Kabuliwalas, and since then, of course, things have changed a lot for Afghanistan and India. There is a fear of rise of opium trade again, which again was used a lot in the earlier regime of Taliban to finance terrorism. Among the greatest challenges facing modern Afghanistan are the deeply sown seeds of the opium trade. Despite a nationwide crackdown, the country is struggling to kick the habit and remains a world leader in poppy production. If you could throw some light on what is the kind of trade relations we have with Afghanistan and will they all go kaput right now? And is there a fear that opium trade is going to rise? See, even with the current regime, even in the past 5-10 years, this, this, this trade with Afghanistan, it would make sense if Pakistan would allow goods from India to reach Afghanistan and allow Afghan goods to traverse Pakistani territory and reach India. The point is, for a long time, they did not allow Pakistani territory to be used. Otherwise, the distance from Kabul to Delhi is not much. 
Uh, second, when there was pressure, they allowed Afghan goods to reach the Indian border, but never allowed Indian goods to actually reach Afghanistan, which is why India invested a lot in aviation. You know, that is how we would actually get some uh, business going. But you know how it is with aviation, you cannot do essentials, which is why we were also building this road which uh, we built the road, actually, and then we were waiting for the port to come up in Iran, Chahabar port, so that the Afghans uh, on, on, on the, what would be the western Afghanistan could actually access the Iranian uh, port of Chahabar, and from there, they could come down to Mumbai. Now, that project is also because the road which India had built in western Afghanistan, known as the Zaranj Dalaram Road, has come under Taliban control. It's interesting to note that the first city which um, the Taliban took uh, control of was actually Zaranj, which is there uh, where, where the Indian road was. So, so these are all signals which tell you that you know all the efforts which India had made to establish connectivity and trade with Afghanistan has been cut. On the question of Opium trade, I think uh, the first impact, the usual opium route is through the Central Asian countries or through the Gulf. I think the Russians are very sensitive on uh, opium trade. So we'll have to wait and watch this. That will be the one policy agenda the Russians will bring on the table to curtail opium trade. The fear of terrorism, because another uh, major focus for India is said that they are not funding the terror camps uh, but then allegations arrive even from the Afghans who we spoke with said how Pakistan is funding the terror camps and what are the implications then for Kashmir? Where does that battle stand right now given the new development? Uh, so, so two things are important over here. One is the rise of the what we call the Pakistan Taliban. Okay, the Pakistan Taliban has been training its guns on Pakistan itself. Uh, that wasn't the case earlier. So the Pakistan Taliban, however, uh, recognizes the spiritual leadership of the al-Amimin of uh, the Taliban, the Afghan Taliban, essentially the Mullah Umar and others. And uh, so whether the Afghan Taliban, given its spiritual sort of overarching thing over uh, the Taliban movement can influence the Pakistan Taliban to stop acting against Pakistan. Uh, second, if, if it can achieve that, it will also, the Pakistan state, the Pakistan deep state will align to now show greater muscle on Kashmir. Why? Not just because there is Taliban, because the Americans have actually ceded space. So the Pakistanis are now emboldened politically. So Imran Khan and the deep state see a common point here. In the short term and medium term, we should expect both uh, political pressure and terrorism to rise in Kashmir. And not just Kashmir, it could even be in the hinterland. When you are talking to your government sources, what are they saying? Uh, what kind of discussions are they having, A, within the government? And what kind of discussions are we having in the global level? How are we pushing our agenda? Because UN 
shockingly is very very reserved in its uh, comments towards what is happening right now in Afghanistan it's a rescue act right so there is nothing to uh, uh, there's no big ambitious move to be made over here so in that backdrop i think the first baby step uh, would be the whole legitimacy question you know problematize the legitimacy issue uh, would be a policy i would uh, wager that the indian government would sort of follow remember the kind of backlash uh, joe biden is facing in the united states is uh, is also uh, at least going to help in getting the americans to understand that okay you let them walk in but don't legitimize them back in january us president joe biden proudly proclaimed america's back on the world stage after taking white house now in less than 5 months chaos and confusion has gripped over his presidency but despite the backlash biden stood his ground i stand squarely behind my decision after 20 years i've learned the hard way that there was never a good time to withdraw us forces pranab told me that preventing a global refugee crisis will be on the agenda of all governments including india countries reeling under the syrian refugee crisis are looking at millions of afghans coming in and therefore drastic measures that will create more fraction in afghanistan will be avoided as far as india is concerned it will have to look for sub regional partners in central asia in west asia namely iran uh, and look for partners in central europe and work on the americans and the russians to nuance their position on the whole legitimacy question about who takes charge in kabul uh, if we are able to drag this a little longer that would i think give us some space uh, and once that space is created other options may emerge while governments calibrate their options some afghans like faisal siddiqui left their country home family in 2014 when taliban started making a comeback today faisal is studying and working in delhi but recounts the horrors he had just about escaped these uh, cruel people uh, killed my sister and uh, have a lot of security problem my family uh, like my mom was not secure because she was doing job in there as uh, she was a doctor so that's why we just flew to india i am so sorry to hear that Faisal you have gone through trauma that most of us can't even imagine and we are extremely sorry to hear this when was the last time uh, you went to afghanistan did you manage to even visit afghanistan after you came in 2014 uh after 2014 no never we went to afghanistan uh, because the fear the problems that we had faced uh everything uh, so that totally vanished uh, all hopes and uh, returning uh, ideas to return back to country afghanistan is our birthplace definitely uh, we have every everyone uh, i have my uncle and my aunt uh, but unfortunately we do not have any contact with them since we left afghanistan till now we okay. hope for better life for them maybe they are safe and secure just like my other countrymates 
since coming to india fazal along with his fellow afghan friends would see pictures on social media of the country participating on the global platform but now their hopes stand dashed as he sees more refugees escaping his country just like him i just uh, uh, met today uh, two ladies i don't know them they were my from homeland afghanistan they f- flew yesterday from kabul they just came yesterday to india yesterday uh, i saw their eyes they were totally red uh, i i believe they were crying and just i shared to them that you cried a lot right then she didn't say anything she just started to cry i understood how fear they have how pain how much pain they have inside that even i didn't talk with them but the when i said you cried they just started to uh, cry and yell and shout like yeah we cry for our country it's like totally disaster and we don't know how this uh, even uh, happened fazal escaped to india with his mother who was a doctor in kabul today like so many who have faced war they have decided to make india their home there was nothing for my mom to lose more so then she just get to decide to leave the country because that was the only last option left to her so right now she says that uh, my only hope my my word my eyes are these my children's if they are not secure they are not in con- in the condition to live so how can i just live for my own self i gave up everything to my children even my country my past my childhood everything i gave him up for the life of my children so that's why she decided to came to india and never gave back to country afghanistan a country that has seen global powers push their agendas on her soil for centuries each time she was left bereft till the next hunt for her began the taliban in their first press conference since taking over afghanistan have said that they will allow normalcy but according to the acceptable norms of the sharia law we have pardoned anyone all those who had fought against us we don't want a repeat of war we want to do away with the factors of conflict So the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan does not have any conflict with anybody. We want the fighting to end. The Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan is committed to the rights of women within the framework of Sharia. In the coming days it will be seen if the new image of the Taliban will be accepted by the Afghans and if not then will the world forget about her and we turn our backs on the Afghan girl again? I'm Devina Sengupta and you are listening to the Morning Brief. Thank you Jangs Pale and Faisal for giving us your time despite all the upheaval that you are going through. And Pranab, thank you for putting the impact of this geopolitical crisis in perspective. This episode was edited and coordinated by Bhavya Dilip Kumar. I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode. Do send in your feedback to the Morning Brief at timesgroup.com. and share the episode on your social media networks the morning brief airs every tuesday thursday and friday thank you for listening and have a nice day ahead all clips used in the episode belong to their original respective owners credits mentioned in the description below